Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online angel communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am here with Danny. Danny was a part of the Angel Reiki School that we were just doing a month ago when COVID-19 first started. She was part of the first online class, and I am so excited to have her on today because she brought through some very big validation. She got big validation from the other side, and you're going to hear ways in which she was able to bring through things that I've never seen anybody else bring through. And everyone who comes through the Angel Ricky School is getting big validation in different areas. But Danielle, you got yours with angels as well. So I am so excited to jump into this story. I really want to start with you got big validation from Spirit before you even joined, that you knew it was time. And I want you to tell everybody about that. Yeah. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. A lot of these stories I haven't shared with very many people. So this is a big, I guess, kind of like grand opening for me. I've been slowly kind of sharing things with people. So I'm very excited because I feel like this is going to be very moving for a lot of other people. And I think it's going to help other people who may be going through some of the same things that are afraid to open up about it, to know that that's okay. So thank you, Julie. You have been such a beautiful person in my life. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful to have you. So with that, yeah, (laughs) we will jump in. Yeah. So to make the, uh, I'm going to very micro version, the very first part of the story, which is I knew I've always been really, really intuitive. I I always knew that there was a little, like, I don't want to say I felt different, but 
I don't know. I just, there was always something I could always pick up on things. And several years ago, it got really strong and I very quickly turned it off because it scared me. I just prayed it away. And within the last couple years, um, I have just been doing a lot of work on myself, a lot of inner healing that was happening. And through that is kind of when all of this started really opening up for me. And what happened was I was going to yoga. I wasn't even going regularly. I was just going, you know, I would kind of bop in here and there randomly throughout the month. And at the end of a yoga class, if you've never been, they always do about 10 minutes or so at the end of class, you just lay there either in silence or they, a lot of times they'll play like really pretty spa type of music, meditation music. Um, And every time I did this, I always ended up like in this kind of meditative state in, I was always in the same place. And I was always walking down this kind of old, almost like I was in the biblical times. And I was walking down this path all the time. And it, it never led anywhere. Sometimes it would lead to like these big circle stone areas, almost like if you think of where a fire pit sits, when people have those stone areas for a fire pit, only nothing was there. Um, but what was interesting about it is that I was always following Jesus. And he never spoke. He was just there. And sometimes he would like turn around and smile and then just keep walking. And this went on for probably a good year and a half. So, you know, the last time that it had happened, I, you know, here we are again, like, okay, where's Jesus taking me? Like he never took me anywhere. So I could never figure out what it meant. Well, one time it changed and he led me to where there was almost like a brick wall. And we were overlooking this whole area. It was really just lush green area. Like there were hills, blue skies, like there wasn't really anything standing out in particular, but he stopped and he kind of turned to me and he spoke. So of course I'm like, oh, okay. Jesus is talking to me now. Like, (laughs) let's hear what he has to say. It's been a year and a half of me following this guy around and nothing. So he turned and he just said, it's time. And I was like, it's time for what? Like, what are you talking about? And he said, it's time for you to heal my people. And I just thought it was really interesting because I myself was still going through a lot of healing, but there were several times that I had spoke to my husband and some of my friends. And I was like, you know, I really feel like this welling up inside of me, like it's not time yet, but very soon I'm going to be coming out with a lot of this information of like things I've been going through. And I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. But I kept saying like, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. So when I heard him say that, I knew like, okay, that's what I've been feeling. Like I've been feeling that welling up of this. And that was for me like confirmation, like, okay, it's time. It's time for you to go do this. And it was funny because he was like, you're not going to see me anymore. Like you see, have, have been seeing me, but I'm still there. It's just going to be a different way. Like, I'm still going to be with you, but like, you don't need me in the same way that you have needed me. You know, that was kind of like the message I was getting. And then it was it like class was over and I was laying there, like just laid there. Like, what the heck just happened? Like, I was so mind blown. And a couple days later, like I hadn't told anyone about it. And a couple days later, like I remember telling my husband about it and I was just like crying because I think it just hit me like how beautiful that whole thing had played out and how it was such a huge confirmation for me that like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I know that I know that I know that this is what I'm being called to do, which 
is totally the furthest thing from anything I thought thought I had ever planned on doing. So that's kind of where like it all like really truly started around that same time as when you were talking about the Angel Reiki school. Yay. Yeah. And that's what you called and you signed up and then talk to everybody about like what it's like to go through the Angel Reiki school, like uh, how you felt your gifts were developing because we did this over four weeks. There's online videos that people watch throughout each week of the four weeks. And then there's also every Saturday morning we get together, we have a group chat and we talk to dive into to what's going on, how your sessions are going. And as a group, you become really tight knit. This happens all the time, whether you're in person or online, uh, the groups become very tight knit. And you guys are all still very tight knit where you guys still text, right? Yeah. Um, we actually, it's funny you say that because we have a, like, we actually just have a group Facebook chat that we have. And it's nice because we bounce things off of each other and we share our experiences and then we can all kind of talk through it. And what's cool is because we all have, we all have very different, unique, like skill sets, I feel like. And so we'll kind of pull intuitive hits from different people. And um, a lot of times we'll, we'll all get the same thing or, you know, one person will get one thing, but it's, it's missing a piece of information and another person will fill that in. So I love that. That's been really helpful. In fact, before this, I had sent them a message and I was like, please like pray over me this morning, send Reiki energy, like all the positive vibes. I need them. Cause I was like starting to feel a little bit jittery. <laughs> so I was like, send them. So they were all like, we got you. Like it's covered, but yeah, it's been, it was really a neat experience. And I was really excited to do online because it's just a lot harder for me. I have four kids. So to like pick up and go to Chicago for a weekend, I could do it. It's drivable for me, but I was stoked to do online. And I actually felt like we got way more because it went on for long enough to where we had time to kind of like sit with things for a week and then we would have questions. So we had a lot of time to like really dive into how that felt. And, you know, it, it almost reminds me of like a drip system, right? Like you do week one and you're like expecting things to come in like a flood, but really it's, it comes in like drips. So it comes in a little at a time. And in my experience, I kept thinking like, okay, I feel like I need more. I feel like I need more. And I remember you specifically being like, no, that's your ego. Like you don't need more. You have everything you need. That's your ego. But that's how the Reiki school went, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and it's set up that way, too, because um, I think people see afterwards that if you get too much, you're not really going to learn all of the foundational concrete tools that yes. you need. So like in week one, we just go through energy healing and really understanding energy healing. And I think one of the biggest questions that I get from people is, um, okay, well, I have my Reiki certification. How is this different? Week one is the only week that we really go in depth on energy healing and getting a basis of that. Then the next three weeks are all, how do you develop your own unique spiritual gift? How do you incorporate that with the experiences that you personally have had in your life? 
How do you incorporate it with what you want to do in the future so that you're creating this whole unique business model for yourself that works for you with you in your life? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I completely agree with you because there even were even going and it's not I should rephrase too. When I say like, I felt like I needed more, I didn't feel like I needed more from you. I just felt like, oh, I wish messages were coming in stronger. I wish I was feeling more things or seeing more things. And I like, when I look back on it, even though, because I don't remember how long it's been, eight weeks, maybe a little more. And I've been consistently still working on people. And you can see now, like when I look at that now, and I see the growth that I've had from like, first point to like, now I'm like, wow, okay. If I would have been here on week two or three, I would have been really freaked out. Like if that would have, I don't think I would have been able to process it in the, in the right way. Um, because I have had some really deep meditation experiences between now and then. And it's funny when I talk about them, I'm like, I guess, you know, I guess this is why I feel so like, anxious and kind of like frazzled this week because I'm trying to break down everything that just happened in that meditation. And it's the same way for opening up to your gifts. Like when you have something come in really strong, really fast, it, it is very overwhelming. And I find that every time I open up a little bit more, I'm now happy that it happens kind of slowly because it takes me almost like two to three weeks to almost like bounce back into not bounce back into reality, but to but like things will happen. I'll be like, so mind blown. And I'm like, it takes me like three weeks to analyze it all because I'm so analytical that I want to like break everything down. So yes, now that I like have seen it full circle, I'm like, okay, this unfolds exactly as it is supposed to. And now I've gotten to the point where if I go into a meditation, they will usually tell me like, okay, we're going to open you up a little bit more. Like, get ready. Don't be scared. Like we're going to open you up a little bit more. So that happened um, a couple days ago. So I'm like, okay, like I'm good with that. Like a little <laughs> bit's okay. You know? So yeah, now I'm getting warnings. <laughs> Yay. I love it. That is so perfect. And, yes. and you know what, because it's so true. If you go into it too fast, first, you don't have the foundational tools that you need. You don't know exactly how you're seeing, feeling, hearing, getting a knowingness of, you don't know exactly what your spiritual gifts are. So, but do you feel like by the end, by week four, because you called me, I think on week two or week three, and we had our little one-on-one, which is a part of this as well. And, and we're going to get to this because you were like, I don't know what's happening. And I don't know, you know, I'm not getting as much as I want. And let's just go into this because we're right here in the story. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it in last week's podcast episode, how I work with this team of archangels. They're all female archangels, and they are all kind of led by Archangel Serafina, who is here doing this tremendous work on earth of raising divine feminine up to reach divine masculine. And I think, I I don't think I have ever talked about Serafina. Fina on this podcast for the reason of uh, kind of being fearful, and that's my egoic mind, of 
other people saying, well, that's too woo-woo, Serafina, (laughs) she's not in the Bible. You know, um, I don't know about this, Julie. And yet um, she's been with me since day one, right? Working right next to me. And I teach the students in the course that working with angels, it's almost like when you have a conversation with your mom or your dad or your siblings or your coworkers, the person that you're having a conversation with, if you really tap into the energy, they have their own personality, they have their own vibration. And so when I'm in a session and Raphael steps in or Michael steps in or Serafina steps in, they have their own physical energy vibration. They have their own personality. They have their own unique qualities. And you can really tap into what that is and you can feel their essence and you can feel that vibration right next to you working through you. And so in this call, Danny, when you called, you were like, I don't know. You know, like, I remember you were so upset because you were like, I don't know if I'm bringing through enough, but I think you said like, I was in meditation the other day and Serafina started coming through this angel Serafina. And I said, describe her to me. And you did. And I was like, that is her. And you went into it in depth. And I go, that is her. And I haven't told anybody. It's not like you could have heard about her on the podcast. Nothing. But you nailed the name, you nailed everything about her, and I said, that is it. That is the validation that they're trying to show you that you are right on track. And I I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like that gave you like the motivation to keep going, and then whoosh, it was like an opening where all of this big validation started coming through. Yeah, absolutely. So... The Serafina thing was so funny because on that call, I think, I think I had had a rough week with clients. Like I wasn't getting things. I was literally to me, felt like I was like feeling nothing. Like a couple of my client calls that I had had with volunteers, it was like, I felt like I got nothing. And so I just had really struggled that week. So, and then I was telling you, um, you know, I was like, I, uh, some of the other girls were talking about like how they could feel the angels and these different things. And I was like, I don't feel angels at all. Like, I don't feel the angels. Like, I'm not getting any angel experiences. Like, that's what I was kind of like complaining about. And then I don't remember even what you had asked me. And I was like, well, I just feel like I'm making stuff up, you know? And so I, that's what made me. I was like, so here's a great example, you know, and I started telling you about it actually happened three times. The third time was when, so what, what would happen is it wasn't, it was what the weird thing about it was that it was never when I was in like a meditation, it was in the shower. I would just be showering and I would get this like vision, um, in my mind's eye. So not real. I've never seen like an angel in like person standing in front of me. It's always like in my mind's eye, like, like you're imagining it. Um, but it would just like, it just kind of like comes in randomly and it would, um, always be this female. And she was just ethereal is the best word I can even come up with because there's not even a word, like there's not a word you could even describe. And she was always like glowing almost because she was just so radiant and I could hear her voice, which like matched the way she looks just like 
ethereal and holy sounding. Like you couldn't even put the, that sound out into the earth. Like you couldn't recreate it. She would tell me, you know, sometimes she was just there. I think like the first time she was just there and not saying anything. And then I don't remember much about the second experience I had, but the third one, I finally was like, what is like, who are you? What is your name? Because at that point in angel Reiki school, we were learning like when that happens, you start asking questions, which is something I'm still learning to force myself to do. And so, you know, I was like, okay, screw it. Like, who are you? What's your name? And I heard, you know, I, at the time I was like, I couldn't tell if I heard Sarah, uh, Serafina, Seraphim, Seraph. I was like, Seraphine, Seraph. So I remember telling you that. And I was like, I don't know. She said like Seraphine, Seraphine. I was like making up and I was like, maybe Seraphina. And you were like, wait, Seraphina. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, she said that, but I think I was just making it up. And then that's when you were like, okay, tell me what she looks like, all this stuff. And then you even described some things that I did not say. And I was like, yeah. So it was funny because there was like, we met in the middle with the descriptions and like I had said some things and you had said some things and we both were like, yeah, that's her. And what's even crazier is I had picked up a women's world magazine because it was like an angel story one. And I've never done that. I've never read those. And I was reading through it and there was even stories in there of people that had these angel stories and in their story, they described her as well. They never said her name. They just would say, oh, this gorgeous, like blonde angel with these bright, like glowing blue eyes. And she was radiant. Her skin was almost like white and sparkling. She was so fair. And I was like reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Serafina. Like they're (laughs) describing her. That's who that is. So all of those things were like such a huge validation for me to know that. And because I actually had Googled after before I even had talked to you and nothing was coming up. And I was like, I'm for sure making this up. There, <laughs> like I couldn't no find anything. No, you cannot yeah. find any information. You Google Archangel Serafina and there is nothing, which is why, you know, um, I hadn't talked about her too, because I think a lot of people are skeptical when you bring up angels who aren't in the Bible, you know, but they always kind of chuckle at that on the other side because they say there's billions of humans on earth. Why wouldn't there be billions of archangels? You yeah. know, there, it's an, an unlimited source, right? So I think what we all have to open ourselves up to right now is that there is a lot of shift happening. There is a huge global awakening that's happening and it's going to continue to unfold. And that as it does, just because an angel isn't in the Bible, just because an angel like I talk about Gabrielle, you know, I don't see Gabriel from the Bible as being male. I actually see it as a uh, genderless or a tad bit more female. So I call her Gabrielle, but you could just say that she's genderless. I think that we have to be open to the fact that this is going to shift a bit in that there are going to be new angels that we're hearing about and coming in. Because Serafina isn't the only one. Um, I think that there could be a book written about this group of female archangels who's really coming in to help and, and is working with so many different people right now. 
Yeah. And what's funny is like you had never even talked about, even when we talked about Serafina, you never talked about her in association with divine feminine. And I grew up going to Catholic church. And as an adult, I've always, you know, practiced Christianity. And that's just not a term that was ever thrown around or one that I had ever even heard. Even in connection with Serafina, like you had never said anything about Serafina and divine feminine. In fact, the first time I've ever heard you say them together is just now when you were just talking about it. And I have had her come through in sessions and like, tell me that, oh, I'm working with this person. Like, were, you know, and, and she talks about the divine feminine, which for me has been another validation because that's not something I ever knew about. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And there's a lot that's happening with that. Um, maybe that's a podcast episode for another day, but yeah. And, and it's really kind of working with the qualities because there's so many women out there, right. Who have questioned, you know, why do I feel more masculine qualities within my personality? And sometimes my husband or my partner has more feminine qualities than <laughs> I do. It's on purpose. All of that is happening and it is on purpose right now because it is needed to shift the dynamic uh, and bring divine feminine up to where divine masculine is. It's time not for one to be higher than the other, but for both to be equal. Because uh, I know a lot of people don't like to hear me say it, but we're genderless souls, right? You don't go to the other side and our souls have a gender. You might have lived more lives as female than male, but be sure of it, you have lived lives as both female and male because God doesn't have a gender. We don't have a gender as souls. We're just vibrational frequency with consciousness thought. That's what your soul is on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So tell us more about the course and what you got out of the course. And then let's jump into some of your other validations after that. Yeah. So honestly, my favorite thing about the course was that we could work through as like our own time allowed. So, you know, when the videos were posted in the group, you could just go in and binge watch them or you could take time over the week and watch them. But what was nice was we had the time to, so when I say the difference between in-person, I never been to one of your in-person events. So I'm only speaking from my own experience as online, but being able to go through the video. So my, what I did was whenever you posted the videos at the towards the beginning of the week, um, I would binge watch all the videos. I would just sit down and watch them because they're bite-sized videos, right? Like anywhere from five to the longest ones I think were 30 minutes, but there were very few of those long ones. So I'd watch all the videos and then I would always have my volunteers like pre-scheduled for the week. And so then I would, you know, take what I had learned and I would work on my volunteers. And then I would have like a list of notes so that when we met up, on our live zoom calls, you know, we could go through and ask the questions. And then, you know, it was like lather, rinse, repeat. That process was so nice because I had time to process everything and sit with everything. And sometimes what I thought was a really big deal 
at the beginning of the week, by the time I got to the end of the week, I would have it figured out already. So then I would be like, okay, I don't need to worry about that. Like I figured that out. Um, or talking with the other girls, we would figure things out talking to each other, but none of it was scary. That was one thing that we all, I know all of us in the very beginning, we were like, are we going to start seeing things? Like, are we going to have things coming in our house? Like, I remember all of us asking you about that. We were like a little wigged out to do our, um, attunements because we were like, what's going to happen? And nothing was scary about it. In fact, the, the attunements are so beautiful to go through. Um, I know some of the girls have been like, I want to go through them again, just because they were like so awesome to go through. And if anything, I have less anxiety and less fear now because I was waking up all the time, like any noise I would hear. Sometimes I would just feel like there were, I could, I'm, I, my gift is a lot of it is more knowingness. So sometimes I just know, I'll know exactly who it is, but I don't have any other logical explanation. Like I don't hear, I don't always hear it. I don't always, you know, get a mind's eye vision. It's just like, oh, okay, someone's here, you know, and I'll kind of be like, okay, this is who it is before I didn't know, I didn't have that. So it presented itself to me as anxiety. It would make me fearful because I didn't know what kind of energy I was feeling. I just knew I was feeling energy and it was scary to me because I didn't know if what I was feeling was good or bad. I just knew I was feeling something which totally wigged me out. I wouldn't get up and go to the bathroom at night. I would like flip, flip the lights on and sleep with my lamp on and stuff like that. Whereas now it doesn't bother me because um, if I have that feeling, I like usually know exactly who it is. And if it's for like a client or someone I'm going to work with, I'll be like, you know, in my mind, I'll just say like, okay, I, I can't right now. Like I'm trying to sleep. The do not disturb sign is on like we'll chat tomorrow. And learning how to do that has been really instrumental for me because I don't have that same fear and anxiety. So really that if I were to share anything with anyone, I would say, cause I've seen some people in your group ask that question as well. Like being kind of afraid of what's going to happen when they go through it. And I actually think it's the complete opposite. It actually releases a lot of the fears. Yeah. And there are a lot of people too, who go through the course for different reasons. I think there are some people who go through because they do want to start their own healing business and they're being called by spirit, just like you were to do something unique, which is your own, which is what the course does. It helps you build that uniqueness within your own business. But then there are so many other people who want to take the course because they are so empathic themselves and they're holding on to or they're tapping into everybody else's energy in their day and or spirit energy. And I think this really shows them how to live in their own energy. What is their own energy versus other people or spirits energy so that you're right, that um, you don't feel that anxiety, you don't feel that overwhelm or, or that scaredness because when when spirit is there, at least to me, and Danny, you can speak to this, it it feels like a friend, you know, like if a friend was to call me up and to say, Hey, I need to talk. That's the energy that I get from spirit when spirit's there. It's not like, Oh no, there's like a a black shadow or, um, like this low vibrational feeling. It's none of that. It's all high vibration, that divine 
holy feeling. Yeah. And you, at least for me, I have found that if I ever do feel, which I don't even know if this has happened, but I'm very confident in the fact that if I feel like any low vibrational, anything like it's very easy to just be like, nope, you cannot be here. Like I'm not, I don't communicate with low vibrational energy. So that's been very freeing also, which is, I I think that's why so much of my fear around that has been released. But I was one of those people also that was like a sponge for people's energy, but in a different sense, because a lot of people that say they're empathic and feel that they usually know, you know, oh, I walk into a room and I can feel this, or I know what this person's feeling. And I have the opposite where I was just absorbing it all and assuming it was my own. So when I started understanding like, oh, that's, that was not me. That was, you know, my mom who was here, or that's what, like, my emotions are very reflective of what that conversation I just had with this person. Um, And then I've learned how to release that. So that's been huge for me because I was like constantly like up and down mood swings. And now I just feel so much more level headed because I can tell which this is something I'm still learning because it, it usually takes me a minute to catch myself when I do it because I'm so, I don't know, it just comes in. Like it just feels like it's mine. So I have to sit with it for a minute and, and be like, if this isn't mine, like I need it to release. Like I need, you know, I kind of have this thing that I do. And when it's not mine, it's almost gone instantly and where I just feel better. So it's like, yeah, that finger, right? Like, yeah, it is. And it's gone. Yes. Exactly. So learning that I was doing that, I was like, wow, I have spent so much time in other people's energy. That's not mine. Like it just feels like a waste, you know? So moving forward, knowing how to handle that is really nice. Yay. Okay. I want to talk about this because you have children that are very, very highly empathic too. And you have gotten some big validation from spirit in this way. Let's talk about the story with your daughter. Yeah. So I, I love this story and I'm going to have to like tell my husband this story actually before he listens to this recording, because I haven't even told him this story. Um, because I was like, he's going to think I am absolutely nuts. And sometimes it, sometimes he's like, definitely the person, like sometimes it does wake him out a little bit. He's like, okay, (laughs) he doesn't know what to do with it. Um, but he totally like trusts me and believes me. So yeah, that's where, that's just where we leave it with that. So I, my 11 year old in particular is extremely like, I know for sure she's extremely gifted. She's seen spirits, never in a bad way. It, it actually kind of blows my mind because she's not fearful at all of it. I think I'm on the opposite. end. I think if I was 11 and I saw some of the stuff she's told me, I'm like, I think I would be out of it. So she's very, she's definitely a feeler and she sees a lot of lights. Um, she'll tell me she can see like floating colored lights and balls of light and things like that. Um, which she actually just told me all of this recently. It was never something she just talked about. She'll, you know, she gets the deja vu thing all the time. Or like, she'll say, I had a dream that something happened. And then, you know, the next day it happens. So she's got a lot of that stuff that we've worked through where I've had to kind of teach her how to, um, you know, I teach Pat Longo's method, surround ground shield. But anyways, she, 
loves if I do like a Reiki session on her. And I like to practice on her because I do everything over the phone with people being that we're all, you know, kind of on lockdown. And it's nice because I'm like, I could really practice. I would like to practice on a human in front of me. So she'll let me. Well, one day we were, we were going through a Reiki session and it was a lot of stuff. She was getting a lot of um, visuals during the session. And I actually was getting a lot of visuals during the session as well, which is not my norm. I usually don't get a whole lot of like visual information, but my husband's grandmother is passed and I never even met her. Uh, She passed when my husband was about 16, I think so. But everyone knew her as Momor. They're all Danish and that means mother's mother. So that's what even Kira like has probably only seen pictures of her once in a while. And she didn't even know what her name was. She just knew that that was her dad's Momor, you know, like that's dad's grandma. So at any rate, I'm doing this session. And at one point I have this like vision of, of Momor walk around where, you know, kind of where I was and I didn't see her physically. This is all like in my mind's eye. I'm seeing this happen where I see her walk around and she just walks behind Kira's head. Cause I was standing at Kira's side and she just started like running her fingers through Kira's hair. And I was, I remember thinking like, that's an interesting vision. Like, I wonder what that means. <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure what it meant. And, you know, I'm just watched. I could just see her like playing with Kira's hair, like, like almost like she was brushing her hair with her fingers and maybe 30 seconds to a minute go by. And Kira says, mom, are you playing with my hair? And I was, I was kind of, it shook me for a second. I said, no, why? And she goes, well, I didn't think you could be because you're standing at my side but I feel someone running their fingers through my hair and I freaking lost it. Like I started bawling actually, because I could not believe she could feel exactly what I was seeing. And that was a huge moment for me. And then it gets even better because she said, so I sat there for a minute and I didn't say anything because I didn't know if I should tell her or not. And then I thought, no, you know what? She can handle it. Like the stuff she's told me, she sees and experiences, she can handle it. So I told her what I saw and she said, well, what was her name? And I said, her name was Greta. And she said, oh my gosh. And I was like, why, what? And she goes, well, because I could see like in her mind's eye, she goes, I could see a bunch of G names. Like there were a bunch of G names. But Greta was on the list that I saw and Greta was like standing out from all the other names. But Kira did not know that that's what her name was. So she was then like completely mind blown that she was shown what her name was while it was happening. And she didn't understand why she felt someone running her running fingers through her hair and then why she saw all these G names. But when I told her what I was seeing, she was like, Oh my gosh, mom, that's so crazy. Like, like she, we were just so really moved by it. And it was such a beautiful thing. Um, And I've actually had experiences in the past where I've seen her in my mind and thought I was just making it up, especially like after I had all of my children, like as they were babies, I always felt like she was around. 
But I was like, oh, I'm just making that up because it would be really nice. Like she would just love being here with these babies. Um, And now I feel like I know that that was really her, like her way of coming to be here after our kids were born. So the whole thing was just really, really, really beautiful, really. Mm, I love that. And as you were just saying that it was 11 o'clock on the dot. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's 12 (laughs) o'clock here because we're an hour ahead, but. Yeah, I love that. So tell us too about the other stories that you have gotten validation through. Yeah, I have quite a few. A couple of the big ones that are um, like oriented to our family is when I first realized that I was truly experiencing hearing um, a family member that was passed was actually my grandma's husband. And he had passed away. It's been about a year and a half now. It's kind of, it's interesting because there was a lot of kind of drama after he had passed away. Things that my grandma hadn't known about, um, which I'm not going to get into any of that, but I kept hearing every time I drove, I drive past where he used to work. Like it's just on a path of where we go all the time. And anytime I drove past where he was working, I would get this thought in my head and it sounded like my own thought where I would just hear, I'm sorry. And I was like, why am I hearing I'm sorry every time I drive by Rick's work? But I'm sorry would have made sense. And I thought like, maybe it's Rick trying to give me a message, but you know, you question everything. Anytime you hear thoughts like that, you question all of it. So I kept thinking, like, I just kept pushing it off, but I would hear it every single time I drove by. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like it was so consistent and I didn't tell anybody. Well, then my grandma had gone to stay with my aunt for a little while, just on a visit. And my aunt had the same experience where she heard the same thing. And it actually like broke her down into tears because she was sharing with my grandma, you know, he says he's so sorry for everything that happened. And um, like, she was like, he's just so sorry. And when my mom had told me this story, I was, I just like, it stopped me in my tracks because I said, mom, I've had the same experience. I just didn't tell anybody about it because I thought I was kind of like losing my mind. So after I'm telling my mom this story, I I had been out running errands and I, you know, hung up my phone. I, I go get in my car Well, I get in the car and my car smells like smoke, like so thick that I thought someone was in my car. So I turn around and I looked and my, you know, the van's empty and it hit me in that moment. I was like, oh, this smells like Rick smelled like he was a smoker He always had that like very, you know, people have a specific smell and I was like, oh, that was Rick. And as soon as I thought that it was gone and I was like, I knew. So of course I'm calling my mom, like, you're not going to believe what just happened. So, you know, that was very validating for me, but it happened a second time. And for whatever reason, like he always likes to visit me in the Kroger parking lot. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why. Who knows, maybe because I'm by myself and like not thinking and my mind is clear. But I that particular day I had been running my grandma around because she was sick. She had strep throat. She needed all her medications and she just was not in any shape to be like driving around town. So I was loading up my car and I was about I had dropped her off at the doctor and I was about to go pick her up. So um, and I heard, you know, again in my head and I it was sounds like my own thought. But I heard it again in my head and it was like, hey, thanks so much for taking care of grandma. Like, okay. I was like, all right. And I I knew 
I was like, okay, I think that's you, Rick. So I was like, if this is you, I need my car to smell like smoke again when I get in my car, which I thought was pretty bold to like ask for that. And sure enough, I get in my car and my car reeks of smoke and it's like gone as quick as it's there, but there's no mistaking it when you don't smoke, you know, and it just whacks you in the face. That's what it was like. And that was really the confirmation for me that I was like, okay, I I know for sure that that's who I'm hearing and like what's going on. So at that point was, I knew that, you know, you start thinking about a lot of those past things that happen and it was just very validating for me to know that I was not making those things up in my head. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it's so true too, because, you know, what spirits whispering in my ear right now is just, there are so many people out there who, when somebody passes and it might be a coworker's family member, it might be um, somebody that you knew, it might be a friend's family member that passes and you feel like within you, you're hearing from that person, or maybe you're feeling the energy of that person. It is them. You're just not used to it. Maybe you don't have the tools to understand how to connect with the energy or bring more out of it, but make no mistake about it. That is them connecting through you. Because if you can imagine looking down on the world and seeing all of these human beings and seeing through the tops of their heads who's open and who's closed to hearing from them. They're going through who is open in order to either bring through messages for that person or for you to allow their passing to help you open up more and more and more to your own spiritual gifts that, that another person's passing who you don't even know can be a gift to you in order to help you in your own spiritual awakening. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Mm -hmm. So I have another quick one I can share. And this one is, this happened recently, actually. So my great grandpa passed away when I was in third grade and I was very, very close with him. Um, it was really, really, it was really difficult for me when he passed away. And, um, even like when I got married, I remember having a really tough time, like just really wishing he was there. And as an adult, like I've never really felt like, I don't want to say that it wasn't that I didn't feel him, but I didn't have any specific signs, you know, that like, oh, that signs grandpa, whereas some other loved ones that I have, like, I know what the signs are, because they are so specific to that person. Whereas my grandpa, like, he loved the outdoors, he loved the lake, we always went fishing. So a lot of the signs I feel like that I would get from him are the pretty typical things that I see every day anyways, because we live in the Midwest. And so I would always question it. So finally, you know, after going through Reiki school and things like that, I was like, you know what, grandpa, like, here's what I want. I want a duck. Like he loved ducks. He had a duck call that I actually have that was his. Um, and I was like, I want the sign to be a duck, but here's the deal. Like there's ducks all over my neighborhood. So it can't be like a physical duck. It needs to be some kind of duck and it needs to come through my son who is five whose name is Kellen. I was like, the the duck has to come. Somehow the sign has to come from Kellen. 
I don't know how this is going to work out, but that's what it needs to be. Like, I will know for sure if that happens. So months went by. Okay. So it wouldn't have been angels. It would have been before. Cause it was months that that maybe I listened to a podcast. I don't know. Um, and I didn't get anything. And I was like feeling a little bit defeated by it. And about a week ago, a friend of ours brought over a bunch of clothes and stuff to go through. Well, there was a bag of stuffed animals, which ironic, my grandpa would do this with a stuffed animal because I can't stand stuffed animals. Like they just really (laughs) drive me crazy. And Kellen had found this duck and I didn't even realize it because he had just taken a bunch of stuff and put it in his room. Like I didn't even see what he took. But he kept walking around and he had this little like, you know, the beanie babies, the little small ones. It was like kind of like that, like a little duck. And um, but I didn't realize it. He, I had just been seeing him carrying this thing all over the place with him. And then he would be like, where is it? What? And I'd be like, what are you looking for? My stuffed animal. And he'd go looking for it. And he'd be like, OK, there it is. And I still I mean, I think like several days went by that I was not I hadn't even looked at what it was. And then um. I noticed one time he was sitting like on the couch and he had it sitting with him and he, he was like attached to this thing. My five-year-old has never been attached to any stuffed animals ever in his entire life. And so one day I saw him sitting there and I was like, what is that? And he goes, it's my duck. And I was like, "Uh, what? And I was like, give it here. So I look at it and sure enough, it's this little duck stuffed animal. And he is like obsessed with it. He has to have it all the time. And I just kind of laughed. I was like, that was the duck. Like that was the last thing I was thinking it was going to be was a little stuffed animal duck, but that's how it came through. And I was like, I just love that because not only like for me, that's how my grandpa was. He loved kids. Like if he was here, he would be on the floor playing with my kids, like making box sports. Like that's how he was. So I love that it, he came through with like a toy for my child, you know, that, that he just loves dearly. So it was just really cool. Oh, I love that, Danny. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And I love that we were able to talk so much about the Angel Reiki School and what you got out of it. And it's so magnificent to see each person go through the program and just grow by leaps and bounds over those four weeks. And what we did with the program, too, is some people have said, Julie, I really want to come in person. Um, And I'm just so sorry. I don't know when the next in-person one is going to be because I don't feel comfortable from an ethical perspective of just having uh, people come out on airplanes with everything that's happening, work with other volunteers because we bring in, I don't know, anywhere between 25 and 50 volunteers for each event for students to work on throughout the course. So What I want to do is anybody out there listening who wants to take the online Angel Reiki School, you don't need to come in person afterwards, but if you would like to come and attend afterwards in person, what we'll do is set it up so that you can start now online. And then when we do have this in person again, you're more than welcome to come complimentary um, to any in person event one time to just go through that in person as well. Yeah. Any final words, Danny? Yeah. What I was just going to speak to what you just said really quickly, because that was one concern of mine when I was signing up. I remember asking you like, am I going to need it? Am I going to feel like I'm missing out? And like, 
100, like 1000%, you do not need to be in person. I don't feel like I got gypped. If anything, I feel like I got more um, because I had more time. So yeah, you don't even, I would love, I would have loved to been there and like be with people, but I didn't need it. And I actually really like being able to do it from home. Um, because I know a lot of people do do it backwards as well, where they work so much in person that then they're afraid to work with people remotely. So I actually feel like learning how to do it remotely makes it so that when I work on people in person, like it doesn't feel any different other than that there's a person in front of me. Oh, I love that you said that because it's so true. And really when that happens, when you're scared to work with people remotely via Zoom or FaceTime or whatnot, even phone call, it's your egoic mind getting in the way. And it it really kicks it out very fast with this online program because you're working with everybody. And I'll get you volunteers. I take the volunteers from those who have written reviews uh, first. And I go through, I contact people to be volunteers as we pull them from the jar of, of positive reviews that people have left here about the podcast. And then if there's any extra, if somebody can't do it, then we go over to the Facebook group called the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe. And I'll always put out over there, hey, if you want to be a volunteer, we need two more people or we need three more people. So please connect with us, uh, write a review, and also go over to the Facebook tribe and join that group over there so that when we do need those extra volunteers and, and people who were picked from the jar can't do it, that we're, we're able to reach out to you. Absolutely. Definitely do it. Yay. Well, Danny, thank you so much for spending this time with us and being here. I always love working with, with all of you. It is such a pleasure to see how you grow. Danny, you have this awesome Instagram page and um, you share videos on there sometimes. And I think that people would just love to see you as you grow. Um, can you share what your Instagram handle is so that they can go over and follow you? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is just at Danny, D-A-N-I, and then the little underscore thing, Fryer, F-R-Y-E-R. Yes, definitely working on growing that. I'm switching from everything going from personal to business. So um, with what I do, I have really struggled with like, I don't know if I want to have all these people on my Facebook because I don't like to know things about them, right? I have found Instagram is way better because I don't see a lot of personal, personal stuff on Instagram. So I like it there way better. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, Thank you so much, Danny, for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that Spirit is trying to bring your way right now. Bye, Julie. Thank you so much. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. 
You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, 
God energy, of course, is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. 
With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, We ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. 
clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals. And it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.